and we've been talking, like I said, about words, and I hope that you've been getting something from this, yeah? Um, I got some more I want to say. I've got a lot more, and I think time's getting away from us this morning, but we're going to start here. First, 2 Corinthians 1, and he talks about exactly what we were singing. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 19, he says this, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, did not become yes and no. You know that Jesus is not yes and no. He's a, there's a final yes, that it's come in him. For every one of God's promises is yes in him. Therefore, the amen is also spoken through him by us for God's glory. We'll talk about that. I, I was thinking about this, this word, this, these promises, all the promises of God. You know, sometimes my kids, they hear things, and they're not true, but they're convinced they heard them. They're convinced I gave them a promise. Dad, you said we could have ice cream for dinner. No, we do that sometimes. But no, I didn't tell you that. No, you can't have that. No, you promised. Don't you remember? Hey, Mom, we don't have to have school today. We're going to the park. Where did you get that idea? You told us. You promised. No, they get, the, they get these things in their heads. I don't know if they're just terrific liars or there's some kind of, they just get these strange ideas and they're not true. And so, you know, most of the time we're trying to convince them. No. So we've learned to be very, very careful the words we speak. Because if we speak the wrong thing, they'll take it. My, my maybe to them is that absolutely you can have whatever you want. That's, that's not what maybe means, but they've learned to kind of twist things. I don't know. I won't, I won't say more about that. I love my children. Somebody said, you can't keep talking about your kids all the time. They're going to get upset. I said, no, they're not in here. They don't know. I got, I got one that's in here sometimes, but she's, I don't talk about her. She does everything perfect. But listen, a lot of Christians are like this. They get in their heads that God said something that he didn't say, right? They get in their heads things like, well, I could be healed if God wants me to. If he wants to do it, he'll just do it. Where did you get that? Did God say that? Show me that in the word. It's not in there, but they think he must have said it. Why? Because someone told them so. That's dangerous too, isn't it? Don't, don't you believe something that somebody comes and tells you so-and-so said, that, you know what that's called? That's called hearsay. They'll talk about that on the news. So-and-so said, so, so, it's not true sometimes. But listen, in this word, we've got the actual word of God. Don't you listen to hearsay about what God said. You get into the, if I tell you something, that's not in this word. No, you need to call me on it. You get in this word and find out what it said. But a lot of Christians, they don't have any idea. So when it comes to the promises of God, all his promises are yes, but they, they put in there a maybe. They put in their no's. They put in there sometimes. But look at what that says again. He says in verse 19, a final Yes. A final yes has come in Jesus. In him, God's promises to you are yes. 
And I want you to catch this this morning. Look at what he says again. The amen is spoken, how? Through him by us. You catch that. That's, now listen, this is really, this blew my mind when I read that. I had to read this verse one time when I first saw this about 50 times. I thought, no, I'm not reading that right. How is, how is that possible? I know that God can speak through us, right? God speaks to his people and we, we speak what God says. We put his words from the word of God even in our mouth. We, he can speak through us, but how do we speak through him? Listen, Here's what he's getting at. When you agree with his word and you put his word in your mouth, he's up there in heaven as the high priest of your confession and he says, yep, amen. He adds his amen to your amen. So listen, sometimes if my kids tell me something I didn't say, I can't say amen to it. I can't allow it. No, no, I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. Sometimes we act like that with God. We start putting other words that aren't his words in our mouth. God cannot add his amen to something he didn't say. Come on, are you with me? But he's given a final amen. Listen, all his promises are yes. God is not a deadbeat dad. If he said it, he will do it. And so there he is, and I want you to catch this. Can you put that next verse up there too in Hebrews 3, verse 1? Look what he says, and we've read this before. He says, holy brothers, companions in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. So listen now, Jesus is the high priest of your confession. Do you remember what that word confession means? It means to say the same thing as another person. So when I put his word, listen, we're talking about words now. When I put his word in my mouth and I start speaking what he said instead of what somebody else has said about him or instead of what somebody else has said about me, come on, or what somebody else has said about somebody, I start putting his word in my mouth instead of putting the, what the news said in my mouth, you with me? I put his word in my mouth, and Jesus is there as the high priest of our confession. So what am I doing? I'm confessing his word. Lord, I know what the doctor said, but Lord, I know what your word says, and I choose to believe your word. And Lord, I believe in your word. You said you are the God that heals me. I know what my checkbook says. Listen, and I'm not depending on the government right now. They might send me money. I'll, I'll spend it if they want to send it to me. But listen, that's not my source. God, you are my source. You are my only source. And I don't care what the checkbook says. I don't care what the situation looks like. I'm going to speak your word only because I'm putting, see, I'm putting his words in my mouth. And now what I'm doing, I'm giving my high priest in heaven something to add his amen to. See, I believe sometimes God's waiting on us to do some things in our lives, but we won't allow him because we're not giving him permission. When you start declaring his word over your life, over your situation, over your job, over your marriage, over your kids, you start speaking his word, you're giving your high priest something to say amen to. 
Listen, we just dedicated those children. Instead of speaking over your children, man, you're, a, you're, a mess, you're messed up. You're never going to amount to anything. I can't believe how you know, terrible you're acting. I can't believe what a, this and that. Instead of speaking that kind of stuff, I know how they act. I'm, ta- I'm preaching to myself. I know how they act. I know how they, they are sometimes, but don't look at that. You speak the word. You say, hey, in the name of Jesus, the word of God says you train a child the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Listen, your kid might be in their 20s. Maybe you didn't always do things right, but you start speaking the word over them. You start speaking the word of God over them, and you got Jesus in heaven. Amen. That word's going to work. See, because the word always does what the word is sent to do. His word does not return void. It does everything it's been sent to do. So Jesus is there saying amen. You know what amen means? This isn't amen and a woman. You might remember that from, that's a, that's a congressional thing. Amen means it is and it shall be so. So, and I like that. It's not just, hey, it will be. It is so and it will be so because God said it. Remember, we serve a God who calls things that are not as though they are. That's how we're supposed to speak too. We call things that are not like they are, like they will be. Instead of calling things like I see them, I want to call them like he says them. So our words go to work with his word to do some things in our lives. Listen, I can't, if I'm, if I'm only speaking how I feel, Come on now, let me preach about this for a minute. If I'm only speaking how I feel, I don't feel good today. I feel sicker than a dog. I feel so mad I could, I could spit. I don't know. You, you know, I, I'm just, I'm scared to death. I start talking about how I feel, and I put those words in my mouth instead of his words, Listen, feelings are not wrong. God gave you emotions, but he gave you a spirit to control your emotions. How you feel, it's not wrong to feel certain ways. It's wrong to start declaring it over your life. When you declare those things, here's what you're doing. You're giving the enemy permission to bring some stuff into your life now. I feel Because listen, your words give God permission. God's waiting on your words to do some things in your life. The enemy is waiting on your words to do some things in your life too. And sometimes we act like words don't really matter. They're just things I throw out there. Your words matter. We've been talking about this. Proverbs chapter uh, 18. Do we have that one? Proverbs 18. From the fruit of his lips or mouth, a man's stomach is satisfied. He's filled with the product of his lips. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. I was preaching to my kids on the way to church this morning. I was warming up. And because one of them asked me a question about, about something, I don't even remember what it was, and I, I just went off. I said, not, not in a bad way, not in a mean way. I just, I just started preaching, and I knew they didn't really want to hear it. But I was like, now look, I said, words can make a difference in your life. Well, how can words make a difference? I said, let me tell you, good question. Words can make a difference because if you'll speak something, it means you believe it in your heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Some of you heard this sermon before. 
Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you believe something and you speak something, you give, you give things permission to happen. And I told him the story that someone told me, and I told this a few weeks ago, that they said there was, there was somebody who kept telling their dad, Dad, you're gonna, don't you get COVID or you're going to get sick and die. Dad, don't you get COVID or you're going to die. And then he, I said, what do you think happened? They said, I bet he got, he got sick and died. I said, he sure did. I said, you, know, you see how words can affect you. You give permission for things to come because what you believe is what you speak. So I don't want to speak how I feel. I don't care how I feel. Listen, I believe the devil works in the area of your feelings because if he can get you feeling bad, he knows you're going to talk about it. And you start talking about it, and the things start happening. So the devil, want, he wants you feeling bad. He wants you feeling sad. He wants you feeling angry. He wants you feeling so you'll be speaking that way. But listen, that's not how, you were, that's not how you're supposed to live. You're not supposed to live by how you feel. You live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Come on. You got to give God something to add his amen to. Most people like to talk all the time about how they, how they feel, what the news said, what the doctor said, what some person said, but they don't talk about what God said. I don't care how I feel. I care what God said about it. Are you with me? See, listen, that takes, that takes faith, doesn't it? To start talking something that you, in spite of how you feel, in spite of what things look like, in spite of a situation, to start speaking the word of God. You know, because here you are looking at the thing, and it looks impossible, and it looks difficult, and it looks like that's how it is. But God says don't call things how you see them. Call things the way, they, the way he says they are. Come on. That's good, isn't it? Listen, this is how you got saved. I'm repeating myself a little bit over the last few, I'm realizing this, but I've got more I want to say about it. Hang with me. We got saved this way, didn't we? How did you get saved? You confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and what did you do with your heart? You believed in your heart. See, that's how this thing works. You believe and then you speak. God, now listen, God made the provision, but you had to take it. You had to access it. The way you access the promises of God is by believing and speaking the word. Those two have to be working together. If you won't speak it, you can't have it. If you believed in your heart that Jesus was Lord, but you never said it, you did not follow his instructions. You are not saved. I didn't say that. God did. How were you saved? You believed it and you confessed that he's Lord. Those two always work together. I can believe that God's got some good promises for me, but if I will refuse to speak them, I cannot have them because they are only accessed by faith and faith is declared through our mouth. Thank you, Joseph. Look at Revelation chapter 12. Verse 11, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Listen, 
How do you overcome in this life? It's the blood. Jesus did his part for you, and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to. I, all I got to do is, well, he did it for me. If he wants to do something for me, he'll do it for me. That's how a lot of people think. But listen, it takes two witnesses. In the, in the word of God, in the Old Testament, everything was established. Everything had to have at least two witnesses. And so you have the blood of the lamb. Jesus did his part for you. That was his part. It's done. He did all the work. What do I have to do? My testimony has to agree with what he did. If I'm saying something else, listen, then I don't have, I don't have two witnesses. My word has to line up with what he did. The blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. See, he says, he says that Jesus' blood speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Abel's blood was crying out for justice. His brother Cain killed him, and his blood was, Jesus, or God said, was crying out to the ground for justice. But when Jesus came, his blood speaks a better word, amen? His blood says justice has been served. His blood says you've been redeemed. His blood says you've been healed. It's been purchased. His blood says you've been set free. His blood says death has been swallowed up in victory. But your word has to come into agreement with what he said. Otherwise, you're not, you're not giving him something to add the amen to. You're just you're out on some other thing agreeing with somebody else. No, you start agreeing with this word. See, so many people think if God wants to do something for me, he'll just do it. They're waiting on something that's already been done. We're not waiting. Listen, church, we're not waiting. We're taking hold. You take hold of the promises by faith. See, God's already done everything. He sent Jesus. He took care of everything. All you have to do is believe it and add your amen to it. All the promises are for you. You just got to agree with it. Jesus came to take us back to the top, back to the garden. Adam and Eve in the garden, they didn't worry about anything, did they? I don't think Eve one time came to Adam saying, Adam, what are we going to eat today? I don't know what, I, 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 I don't have anything prepared. I don't know where we're going to eat with five. No, calm down. There's, God's, God's provided an abundance of food for us. We just go take from anything that we want. They didn't, they didn't worry about where they were going to sleep. God provided it in the garden. There was shelter. They had everything they needed. They didn't even need clothes. If they needed something, God would have given it to them. Everything they needed was provided for. They, they didn't have to worry about one thing. Listen, Jesus came to take us back to that place where he's provided for all of our needs. He came to take us back to that place where, where he said, cast all your cares on me because I care for you. You don't have to worry about anything. If you need forgiveness of your sins, he sent Jesus to provide it. If you need healing, he sent Jesus. He took care of that. If you need peace, he sent Jesus because he's our peace. If you need provision, he sent Jesus. He's our provision. Whatever you need, Jesus has already taken care of it. But you've got to do something. You've got to take hold of it by faith. How do I do that? Your mouth lets you take hold of the promises of God. 
You get the word of God in your mouth. God, I'm believing your word today. I'm standing on your word. It's my confession is your word only. And you're giving God something to add his amen to. Look at Jeremiah chapter 1. Listen, when you get his word in your mouth, you're declaring what he said. And when that word is released, it has to do something. Jeremiah 1 verse 12, the Lord said to me, you've seen well, for I'm alert and active. I'm watching over my word to do what? Perform it. God's watching over his word. Listen, when he speaks a word to you, now he's watching over it to make sure it happens. That's powerful. Hey, look, I'm watching over my word to you. Lord, I believe your word today for me is, is healing. He's watching over that. I'm speaking that word. Lord, I thank you. You're the God that heals me. I thank you, Lord, that you've restored my soul. I thank you that you've, Lord, you lead me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. I th- and you go, Lord, I thank you for, and the Lord's there watching over his word. Okay, amen. All his promises, every promise are yes and amen. I feel like I'm preaching better than that. Church, come on now. Again, Proverbs 18, verse 20, the power of life and death, or in your King James translation, the power of death and life are in the tongue. I heard somebody say this the other day. I thought it was powerful. They, they said the Lord spoke to them, and, and, and this was Jesse Duplantis um, who spoke this. He said, the Lord said to him. Jesse, I have the power to take your life. He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, you, you, you do. And he said, now listen, I've got the power, but I don't have the authority. He said, I had to stop. I said, God, what do you mean? Of course you have the authority. No, he said, no, I didn't. I gave you the authority. He said, I put the power of death and life in your tongue. Do you understand that? He said, he said to him, he said, God, God said to me, there's a lot of people up here in heaven blaming me for sending them here. But I didn't do it. Their tongues did. Because he put the power of life and death in your tongue. It doesn't say the power of life and death is in God. It doesn't say the power of life and death is in the devil. It's in your tongue. It's in your tongue. See, we start saying the wrong things, church. He gave us his word. He's watching over his word. He expects us to speak his word. And sometimes we get the wrong things in our mouths. And we start declaring things that he never said. Come on. But we got we to learn how to bridle our tongues. Look at, this, look at this scripture, James chapter 1, verse 26. If someone, and this is two different, I got two different translations. If someone believes they have a relationship with God, but fails to guard his words, then his heart is drifting away. And his religion is shallow and empty. In the Amplified, it says, if anyone thinks himself to be religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deludes his own heart. Your talk has the power to delude your heart. Did you know that? If I start, if I start saying something long enough, I'll start believing it. The more I say it, the more I believe it. I could, I could tell you, oh man, I could, I could make up a thing here. This book is, 
not blue, it's orange. And I could say that over and over and over, and eventually, maybe I'll start seeing orange eventually. I'm gonna start believing it. You have to learn how to get the word of God in your mouth, because you will believe whatever you speak. Listen, your spirit man, your spirit man wants to believe this word. Your spirit man wants to believe the word of God, but when we get talking the wrong thing, we dilute our faith. Because we convince our spirit, we don't really believe this. This isn't true. We can, you can convince your spirit that this word is not true. Or the other way, you get this word in your mouth, you'll start convincing your spirit, hey, this is true. See, I don't, wanna, I don't want anything to come out of my mouth that's not this word. Because if I start speaking something else, my spirit, man, is there, listen, he's going to agree with that. I don't want to agree with some of the things I've been speaking. I want to agree only with the word. My kids tease me because there's this song on the radio that I just hate it. And I, at first, I hated it so bad, and I didn't know why. I just thought it was annoying. And every time it would come, man, I would switch that thing off, and they'd they laugh at me and they start walking around singing the song because they know it just drives me. I, but I never really listen to the words. And I, I hesitate to share this story because I don't want you to think I'm super hypercritical because I talk about some of these songs. But I, I'm, so, I'm so pro speaking the word that there's things that have offended me. And I, in fact, I heard this song. And like I said, I didn't really pay attention to the words. I just knew something irritated me. And later I heard my kids singing, and I had, I, finally, after about the hundredth time, I stopped. And I said, wait a minute, what did you say? And they sang the song. I said, now, wait a minute, I didn't even realize that was the lyrics. To the, I'd never really paid attention because I thought it was obnoxious. But I think my spirit recognized it before I did. And my spirit said, no, no, turn that off. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to. But I didn't, I didn't really listen to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of name it. Is that Okay. I, you, you, can get, you can get upset if you want. I, I, like, I like some of those Christian radio stations. I really do. But just this, I, I want to I be putting his word in my mouth. And if it's not his word, I don't want it. I don't want to hear it. I'm fine. Yes, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. But I'm not. I'm broken. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on like that. And it, I just found it so obnoxious. And I, I thought, well, are you, why don't you shut up? you're fine. But, but he, says, he says, I'm not fine. I'm broken. And he says, let's just tell the truth about what we are. Now, listen to me. Is that the truth? Word, where in this word does God say, you're broken? Admit it. No, he restored my soul. Come on. No, come on. He, he, he fixed everything that was broken. I might feel messed up sometimes. I might feel like I'm broken. I might feel this way or feel that way, but that is not the truth. The truth is what he says about me, and that's what I'm going to speak. We need to start speaking the truth. I might write that guy a letter. Listen, God didn't say it. I don't want to say it. Does the word say he broke my soul? He breaks me into pieces for his name's sake. He doesn't say that. Come on. We don't live by how we feel. We live by every word that comes from his mouth. I'm not denying there might be times 
you feel broken or you feel discouraged or you feel upset, but don't walk around saying, I'm just so, I'm just so broken. Well, you're gonna stay that way. See, listen, the world has its, has its wisdom and they tell you, here's what you gotta speak. You gotta just rehash all of your emotions. Go through your childhood and tell about every time you've been disappointed, every time somebody hurts you, how did that make you feel? And you know what? Those people, God bless them, they end up staying in that situation forever because they're always declaring how they feel about it. Stop declaring the problem and you start declaring what the word says about you. Stop declaring. I'm not, I'm not saying there isn't times where you've been through something hard and someone's hurt you and that's real, that's, that's reality in some way. But listen, the word of God is greater. The word of God in your mouth will help you to overcome anything that you've been through in your past, but you've gotta learn how to speak this word, how to declare this word over your life, how to declare it over your children because you're not, you're not who that person used to be. You've been made a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to, oh, let me say this. Let me back up. That scripture again, James chapter 1. If you think you're religious and you don't bridle your tongue. I love that. Because what is, what is that? He's referring to the, like a horse, right? You put that bit in the horse's mouth. He talks about that later in James. And that will steer the animal. You got to bridle your tongue because your tongue steers your life. Your tongue will control the direction of your life. So you got to learn how to bridle your tongue, how to get your tongue in check. Now, listen, you can call me hyper picky or whatever kind of word you want to put on it. But I want to, I want to have a, a mouth that speaks his word. I want to have a spirit that believes the things I say. Because here's the problem. When I start throwing out all kinds of nonsense, I'm just, you know, I'm just dying to go. Am I? Now, I know that's just an expression, and that's just silly, and who cares? No, listen. I want to speak what the Word of God speaks. I want to say what he says. I don't see anywhere in there where Jesus ever said, I'm just dying to go to Jerusalem. You know? Uh, Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm sick as a dog. I don't see, I can't find that in there. No, I want to put his words in my mouth because I believe words are powerful. I believe words make a difference in my life. So if I feel a certain way, listen, I'm going to teach you something this morning. I want you to stand up with me. We're getting ready to close here. I know it's been a lot of different things happening today, and I got a lot more I want to say about this, at least maybe one more week. But you got to get to a place where you're declaring what God said. I sent out a newsletter this week with some faith declarations. And listen, I believe in speaking his word. Maybe you're going through something in your life. I want you to do this. I want to challenge you. You find a scripture that you need, because there's whatever the promise, whatever you're going through, there's a promise to fit it. It might be, I mean, we throw out talking about healing and talking about the provisions and talking about all those things, because that seems to be a thing a lot of people deal with. Maybe you've got something specific. There's promises in here for you. You find them. You speak them over your life. You declare them. Don't you say anything else. I mean, it's okay to say, Lord, I know, I know the doctor said this, but here's my confession. 
Here's what I'm saying. Again, I said this before, we're not denying that the situations are real. David never denied there was a real giant in front of him. What he denied was the fact that the giant was greater than God. He said, in fact, he didn't talk about how big the giant was and, and what he was afraid of and what he was feeling and how scared he was. And all. He, No, you know what he declared? He declared what he was gonna do to the giant. That's what you gotta start speaking. Lord, I know I'm going through something, but here's my declaration. My declaration is my God is, is greater than this thing. My declaration is you're gonna take me through. Lord, you part the sea. You do everything for me. Lord, I'm, I'm declaring that. So right now I wanna make some declarations. I want you to speak this with me, but first I want you to bow your heads and I'm gonna pray for you. And maybe there's somebody here this morning, I've been talking about your words and how important it is to speak the word of God. And listen, maybe this, this, this speaks to you because you say, you know what? I haven't even given my life to Jesus. I've never given my heart to him. I'm away from God. Or maybe you used to know God, but you're away from him. Listen, this thing doesn't work. The word of God doesn't work in your life unless you've given your life to him. And if that's you this morning, you need to give your life to Jesus. I want you to raise your hand right where you are and we're gonna pray for you. Or if you're watching online at home, I want you to pray this prayer with me if you need to make your life right with God today. If you say, Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me for my sins, and make me a new person today. I give you my life, Jesus. Thank you for loving me, thank you for saving me. I confess that you're my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you need prayer for something, the altar is open, you can come down and receive prayer. But for the rest of you, here's what I wanna speak. I want you to say this with me and make some declarations about your life and you believe what you say because this is from the word of God. I took these things, scriptures right from the word. My past is forgiven. Say that with me. My life has been redeemed. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The enemy has nothing on me. Jesus bore all of my sickness and all of my disease at the cross. I don't have to bear them anymore. I'm walking in health. My body is not wearing out because Jesus has renewed my youth. My mind is sound. It works well because Jesus has restored my soul. The enemy has no power over my life or my family. I trample on serpents and scorpions and devils and demons and all of their work. If the devil comes against me one way, he's gonna flee seven ways. All my needs are met abundantly. I always have more than enough so I can bless those around me. Lord, I thank you today for your word. I thank you for what you've done for us. I thank you that you've given us your word. The most powerful thing in this world is your word and we put it in our mouths, Lord. We speak it over our lives. We declare it over our families today. We declare it over our children. Lord, we thank you for that work that you're doing in our lives. Lord, we bless your people today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for having your hand upon each one. Thank you for these 
beautiful children that were dedicated this morning and these children that were baptized. We thank you for what you're doing in our church. We bless your name, Lord. We thank you that, uh, Lord, you've got even greater things in store for us in the days ahead, and we're looking forward to it. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you.